Welcome to Fangirl Fridays. I'm Natalie. And I'm Marin. Hi. We just had to start. Off to a wild start. Wild start. You have the most aggressive, like, reminder to take a pill, and it interfered. As soon as we started. The the moment I started getting excited about what we're talking (laughs) about today, I was interrupted by your phone. I don't, is that a default phone setting that was aggressive? Yeah, that's the default alarm sound. Wow. I would be jarred awake. I hear it every morning. Seriously? Mm -hmm. Oh, we should compare notes on alarm tones. I'm into mine. It feels a little more zen. Oh, I I need it to be slightly aggressive. aggressive. Oh. Are you a snoozer? Oh, yeah. I have two alarms that are five minutes apart. Mm. Because I know the snooze is eight minutes. Is it eight or nine? It's eight. Mm. And I'm not going to let it happen. (laughs) But sometimes I'll just keep snoozing both of them. Yeah. It's a real – it can be a problem. Here's how you fix it. Have a child. <laughs> because yeah. the amount of times I ever have to even set an alarm, very rare. We had a coworker the other day who – it was 1030. And she sent a message that was like, oh, my God, I overslept. I'm so sorry. And I was like – what? You can still sleep till 10.30? Like a teen? Like I was wow. upset and jealous. I can only do that if I'm sick. It, like flu I, sick. Never. Like I used to sleep until like two. I mean, trash. That's gross. But I, no way. I don't think I, I don't think you could get me, even if I went to bed at like two, I don't think you could even get me to like an eight. Yeah. I'm trying to think because I have overslept at this job before. Couple times, yeah. And I wake. I think I wake up around eight, maybe nine at the latest, Ooh, uh-huh. and that's like when I should be at work, right? But I'm ten thirty. Wow, impressive. I, know. I was very impressed. Um, what are you fangirling over? Well, High Fidelity came out on Valentine's Day. I watched it in two days. What a pleasant surprise! How many episodes? It's eight? ten episodes. Oh, okay. um, loved it. If you like the movie, I think you will like the show. Does this Same podcast premise. just get sponsored by Hulu Originals? Because <laughs> maybe all we want to do is talk about Hulu Originals. They're stepping up their game. You're killing it. How funny is it? It's funnier than you think it would be. Okay. But it's not like laugh out loud hilarious. How mad are you the whole time staring at Zoe Kravitz? Oh, I have, I'm questioning my existence. <laughs> I don't think I should be on this earth because she's she's handling it. She's, We're the same age, so it's very hard. Oh yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't handle that well either. I'd be like, I'm sorry, what? Like, no. She, yeah, she's rude. I mean, no one's perfect, but she's close to it. Um, no, I really like the show, and you know, we love top five lists, and that's what High Fidelity is kind of based around. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't seen the movie in years. Yeah, but it's been been a while. But it felt. Did it feel? Because it feel when you watch High Fidelity. It's very, like, of the time. <laughs> Does this feel... Present? Yes. Kind of, yeah. Okay. yeah. That would be my only question. It's like a, it's like a period piece. It's very <laughs> angsty. Like, there's a lot... I don't know. Um, okay. Yeah. I recommend it. Highly recommend. What are you fangirling over? Hmm. I've had a couple things. Uh, I texted you this weekend. I watched Toy Story 3. We're working our way through the Disney catalog. Uh, which is a real joy for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but then Filio gets stuck on something like she, which is not in the Disney catalog. She wants to watch the Trolls Holiday short oh, 45 no. times, um, which not terrible. Our friends wrote it, but I don't need to watch it 45 times. I watched Toy Story 3 and sobbed. Like she looked at me like, what is wrong with you? That last 20 minutes of film when they almost die in a fire and they know they're going to die together, so they, they just hold, hold hands. hands? Yeah. Like, and then when Andy is playing 
with the little girl. It is too much. Like I, I just was crying, and I I remember crying. I saw it in the theater. Eric and I saw it in the theater. I remember crying then, but seeing it now, and also having a child and being and feeling like a seventeen year old. So yeah, like, being very much like in this movie, I was just like, whoa. <laughs> <This> <laughs> I, and I haven't seen Toy Story 4, but I feel like, guys, you didn't have to do it. No. Okay, that was my argument the entire time, like, leading up to Toy Story 4. Toy Story 3 Toy perfect. Story is probably the most perfect trilogy of any film franchise. Totally. Period. Yeah. It <laughs> Period. is perfect. People are going to throw things at you. Period. It's perfect. I mean, it's great. It is perfect. We didn't need a Toy Story 4. I saw it alone in theaters. I laughed a lot. I enjoyed it. You just don't need it. But the end of that movie was equal, not equally as heartbreaking, but very sad in a different way. Okay. And I was like, why did we have to go this route? Oh, I was no. very satisfied with the other ending. So Toy Story 4 is already on Disney+. Plus. Loving this hot turn. Okay, well, you should watch yeah, it. Yeah, I know. I mean, we're working our way through. First of all, it was very, the reason we even started down this road is because she had Toy Story Band-aids, but they're like Toy Story 4 band-aids. Literally everything in my you life tell me is, is about based band-aids. on band-aids. <laughs> That's where I am in my life right now. But she was really into Jesse, but she'd only seen Toy Story 1, so she didn't know who Jesse was. And so we had to then watch Toy Story 2 to see Jesse, and now here we are. Um, but Toy Story 4, great. Really quickly, though, two other things I'm fangirling over. One, I forgot that Brockmire existed. You loved that show. I know. And then it had moved into my, like, haven't watched in a while, so I kind of forgot about it. But then it's coming out with a season four. I had not yet watched season three. It's a delay. Martha Plimpton in the season three, which I was like, oh, yeah. If anyone can play a recovering alcoholic, it's Martha Plimpton. Like, she just, like, has that look of, like, I should be your sobriety coach in <laughs> AA. You know what I mean? Like, there's, there's like, a, like, a, like, a gravelly tone to her voice sure. like she's been around a bar since she was like 14 i don't know it she's it's great um and then also you partook in this unboxing that i had in the middle mm-hmm. of the office i had ordered so if you know anything about me like i like a i like a purse i like a bag mostly because i hate to shop but i like like nice things and <laughs> that works for me uh and I had, like, I've kind of, like, soured on my, like, purse collection in a lot of ways. And I'm like, eh, I need to, like, do things. Anyway, I stumbled upon this, like, only French brand. You can't get them in the U.S. anywhere. There's only, I believe, a store in Paris. We have two coworkers at work in Paris that I considered making my purse mule to, like, not pay the $25 right. shipping charge or whatever. Thought that was aggressive. Anyway, ordered this tiny little bag, which is smaller than any bag that I own. But it's perfect for, I like, I love a- tiny bags. Right. It's perfect for, like, a, a wallet, a lip gloss, a watch, like, a phone. I don't know. Anyway, it came the other day. It's cute. It's cute as shit. I love it. I was jealous. I sent my mom a link, like, hint, <laughs> yeah. and then she was like, a whole baby calf died for that bag. And I, I was like, okay. I know. And, and then I said, right. maybe it was sick. Um, but it's real cute. It seems very practical. Decently affordable when it comes to, like, a luxury good. And I'm very happy with my purchase. So good with for you. Maybe I'll take a little photo of it. It's so cute. And I'm just living this purse life. I was teaching Philly about how you always need to keep the box in the dust bag if you're gonna like have a collection of things. And she didn't seem to care that much, no. but she will someday. Yeah, I don't think she'll. It'll be years. It'll be years before, before she's like, oh, thank God you kept the dust bags to all yes. these things. That's why you're a psycho. Um, okay. I am very excited about this topic. Okay. I didn't realize I was as excited as I was until I yeah. embarked on the process. So last week, I talked about how I watched Girls Just Want to Have Fun, mm-hmm. 
which is a movie about dancing. In the 80s. In the 80s. So I know we just did a battle. We did the holiday movies. Yeah, that feels like, I mean, that was literally last year. Yeah. But it's time we do a dance battle. I am so excited. I'm so excited for what our scale is going to be. Oh, wow. I didn't even consider. <laughs> well, we're going to start with Footloose and Flashdance. What a journey. I assume now you're playing some banger hit from one of them. Footloose. Because, holy crap, these soundtracks. I mean. Yeah. The soundtracks are the best part of both movies. Can we start with Flashdance, though? Because I am yeah, fired up. I think up. it came out first. It did. It's 1983. Although I got, I had a little bit of a bugaboo in this movie because right off the bat, she's 18. <laughs> I have a lot of questions about sorry, that. What? Because at one point she's talking to her friend Jeannie and she's, uh, Jeannie asks what it takes to be a good dancer or something. Yeah. And she says, oh, well, maybe 25 years of lessons. So my brain thought, oh, she's 25. This is fine. Totally. And then she, Something else happened where she said she was 18. Right. But then she also filled out a form where her birth date said 1963. And I guess maybe they started filming this movie in 1981. I was just like, guys, your math is wrong. Wow. It was... But mostly because now, at that point, this was like towards the end of the movie, I was just like mad watching Flashdance. And so now I was picking it apart. But let's take a step back. A Pittsburgh woman with two jobs as a welder and an exotic dancer wants to get into ballet school. I would 100% buy this movie just based on that tagline. I'd be like, yeah, yeah we're making this. Of course. What is this weird hodgepodge? Sure. Are there any female welders in the world that like can live their lives without any reference to flash dance? No. Hmm. I doubt so it. So this movie ruined Yeah. The lives of female welders everywhere. This is based on a true story <laughs> um, of Maureen Martyr, who was in Toronto, maybe? Anyway, it gets dramatic because she essentially sells the rights to her life to Paramount for $2,300. Oh. Yeah. This movie makes has made like $200 million. And at some point, I, she must have gone back and sued or something like that. And, like, the Justice Department had to get involved. And they're like, hey, in retrospect, this is shitty. But there was no, like, bribery or persuasive behavior. Like, there was nothing wrong in how the, like, litigation or how it all happened. It just is icky. <laughs> yeah. She either didn't have a good lawyer or was a welder slash exotic dancer from Toronto. She maybe didn't know what she was doing. Yeah. She didn't have good guidance. Anyway, 1983, Paramount Pictures. 34% on Rotten Tomatoes. Now, I saw this and was like... I thought rude. Rude. That's but now I'm like, maybe. <laughs> on, yes. T- yes. The people of Rotten Tomatoes have gotten it right. Let me just say, if Jennifer Beals wasn't the star of this movie, probably 10% Rotten Tomatoes. Probably. Unless, as you mentioned, the other people were Demi Moore... And Leslie Wing were the finalists. Now, if it's Demi Moore, but I mean, this is like... Can you see her dancing? Well, I mean, I mean, Jennifer Beals had, like, dance doubles, but... Which they hide so poorly. Yes. Like, in the final scene... Well, here's my my hot take on Flashdance. This movie blows its load right away. Like, these scenes... Yes! The most iconic scene is in the first five minutes. And then the second most iconic scene of her doing a maniac is two minutes later. And then you don't get dancing for, like, 50 minutes. And I was just like, 
come on. What you do get is ice skating, which I did not remember. Completely at forgot all. there was ice skating in this movie. <laughs> but as soon as Jeannie came out on the rink and did this like jazz hand cross, and I I was getting excited, you know, and then Gloria started, which I forgot Gloria by Laura Branigan was even on the soundtrack. It started and I gasped. And then I loved it. I thought this is a great movie now. Yeah. I was wrong. No. You can't ice skate in the dark. That's why she fell. <laughs> it's a she's only skating in a spotlight. I was watching this movie and I texted Eric, who's obviously in the other room, because Jeannie falls and she falls twice. I had this flashback to watching the last Winter Olympics where there was this Canadian skater who got the yips and literally fell on every single jump. And I just oh like, God. it took me out of the movie because then I got very sad for this girl. But then also was like, why is there ice skating in this movie? What the actual hell like, can is we happening? pick one? Yeah. So, all right. Also, like, uh, there's really three things going on because she wants to be. At this dance school, yes. someone wants to be a professional ice dancer, mm-hmm. and then we also have exotic dancing. These are three very different things, and the exotic dancing is more like an art form in this movie. Like, this is what Magic Mike XXL did, like, five years ago. So my question right out the gate was, like, is this a strip club? Because they don't get naked. Like, this felt like a performing art club. Yeah, it was cool. cool. And then, like, like the strobe light with the TV. That's what I was like, what is the production value at this shitty bar in Pittsburgh? Like, because it's not a strip club. Like, they're not naked. Ever. Maybe you, did you see a boob? I don't think you even No, see they're a... in, like, lingerie. Yeah. I, I, I don't even know classy. what to call it. But it's, cl- that's classy. But then it's, like, the rest of the bar is, like, beer and cheeseburgers and, like, peanut shells on the floor. And Honestly, I was like, this sounds is... like something I would go to. Right? But it sounds kind of, like, campy or, like, it's, like, a thing. And then you have, like, the gross strip club, like, down the street. But I just was yeah, very... Yeah, with, like, the skeezy guy. Yeah. I was just very confused as to, like, what was going on at Mobby's bar. Like, is this a place that people go? Yeah. And then you have the storyline of, like, rich guy boss who is her dad? Like Okay. This is why I had problems with the age and I was trying to justify it because I was into the 80s zaddy the whole movie. (laughs) (laughs) So I needed her to be 25 to make it less creepy. He was an American crime story. He's been in so many things. Yeah. Like the actor. What's his name? Michael um, Michael Curie? Something something like that. Mm -hmm. He's hot. Yeah, he's been in a lot of Also, I went as far as to Google how old he was in this movie, which is 38. He was 38. She was 18. What? Yes. Okay. I'm going to... And also, I I don't know if we're supposed to root for their romance. She's a lunatic. Like, she, there's a scene where they're in a tunnel, and she, like, learns that he made a phone call to help her get an audition. And she, like, throws her shoe at him in this tunnel and walks off with one shoe. She, like, ex- like gets explosively mad out of nowhere. Stop the goddamn car! Come on, you called them last night, but I didn't tell you I got the audition till this morning. Great. So how the hell did you know, huh? Alex, listen. Friends on the committee, huh, Nick? Asshole. Stop the car. Alex. Alex. (laughs) The whole time I was like, oh my God, this movie is insane. It is 90 minutes of mania. Yeah. (laughs) Just straight mania. The fashion moments, the tuxedo bib. The iconic sweatshirt, ripped sweatshirt. Multiple. That scene where she just casually takes off her bra 
is great. And the sweatshirt supposedly her idea. Like, sure. it didn't fit her, so she just, like, made it work. She has a couple of those sweatshirts. We're also not talking about Penny from Dirty Dancing is in this movie. Yes. Before Dirty, from Dirty Dancing. But her dance number at the club, so much glitter. So much I just glitter. kept thinking, how did she remove this off of her body? <laughs> she probably still has some. <laughs> like, honestly. So much. If you've ever been covered in glitter, but it it's not coming But it did look great in the spotlight. It shined bright shined real bright. I need to have a quick sidebar about the executive producers of this movie. So okay. I've actually read a book about them. So it's Peter Goober and John Peters. Peter Goober is an investor in our company. Wow. He's also a billionaire. He owns the um, he owns the Golden State Warriors. He's like a... Fine. Great. Sure. John Peters was a hairstylist and became a thing because he had like a 14-year relationship with Barbara Streisand. And then very recently was in the news because he married and divorced Pamela Anderson in, like, five days. Wow. Yeah. A lot going on with these two. They sort of, like, duped Paramount into, like, letting them – or not even Paramount. I think it was Sony. Yeah. They they ultimately end up running Sony. But they are, like – there's a lot of crazy stories about them. This is, like – uh, a very interesting time in like movie history. If you watch these movies or if you watch Paramount movies at all, Paramount gets owned by like 30 different people. Like I think the title card in both of these is like Paramount, a golf and western company. Like what? Huh? <laughs> like, it's just like in the portfolio of some like I don't know, oil company. Like it's like sure. very very strange, but these two themselves are have like a very illustrious Hollywood history that is worth reading about are they attached to movies that people disliked like bad movies um mostly no it's i mean i think they were just like very bombastic and i think there was a lot of like drug use and i know john peters like always got in fights like in the office like there was a lot of like punching people in the face it was like a wild time in Hollywood, very coke, very coked up, I'm sure. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure there was absolutely. a lot of that going on. But just knowing that they were, like, involved in this, I was like, oh, okay, sure. <laughs> like, you're the you're green lighting this. Um, but overall, banging soundtrack. Yes, like, 100%. And I think that's why people like this movie. Yeah, because you get Flashdance, What a Feeling. It starts right away, yeah. too. You get that song as, instantly. Yeah, as the opening credits go. Yeah. And then you get Maniac. Yeah. And then you get, what else? What else is on there? There's a ton. There's a ton. But, I mean, Gloria, as you mentioned. Oh, yes. Um, but this, it won a Grammy. Uh, <laughs> Flashdance sure. won the Academy Award, as it should. Um, but much like how, I'm going to make a funny analogy, much like how Jennifer Lopez's 50-year-old super hot body carried Hustlers, this soundtrack carries this movie. Um, Another thing about Jennifer Lopez, <laughs> she also got sued for doing that Flashdance homage video. Oh, yeah. Um, I think Sony ended up paying whoever, I don't know. Yeah. They lost. Well, I mean. Even though she claimed it was an homage. And she, in that video, Jennifer Lopez clearly has a man stunt double. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about the dance double. The iconic scene at the end of this movie is her auditioning for this Yes, school. it's and amazing. The, the scene that everyone, or the part of that dance number that everyone makes fun of is when she, like, points to the yes. panel. They don't even let her do that part, Jennifer Beals. Like, it is clearly her <laughs> dance double. And I'm like, that is a straight-down-the-barrel shot 
of this random woman. And it is so jarring. The whole time I was just like, this isn't Jennifer Beals. This isn't Jennifer Beals. This isn't Jennifer Beals. And it was so the wig was terrible. That's what I kept thinking about you the whole time. I was like, Natalie's got to be so mad about this wig. Like that this I don't even think has. I really noticed the wig because I'm, even though it's a stunt double, I love watching the dance. The dance is amazing. I also love the amount of sweat in this movie. Oh, <laughs> thank you. The maniac scene, I was like, how is this, she's just producing this amount of sweat or like. I know. What happened Did she get out of the shower? I I did not understand. It also then seems like she's chugging Diet Pepsi after that. Like, it's very hard to tell that she's drinking. Yeah, so she, no, I I paid close attention to this. Mm -hmm. She's drinking Pepsi before she dances. Yes. It's like a pregame. Yeah. Then she dances. She's drinking out of a dark glass Uh. because at the very end of that shot, water drips down her chin. You're right. You're right. Because I was very concerned I was very about concerned. her water intake. Yeah. I was like, are you chugging d- more Diet Pepsi? Because that Diet Pepsi can was cool. It was very cool. <laughs> yeah. Looked great product placement. Super, super cool. I think, okay, so obviously Roger Ebert hated this movie. Yeah. It was on his like list of most hated movies. But I feel like if you were a young girl watching this movie, quality does not matter. No. She's being a badass. And following her dreams. Yeah, and she, like, doesn't seem scared of anything. She's sort of co-opting this man's world in a way that, like, she's not seeming... She seems to be fitting in. Like, no one's, like, giving her shit or, like, sexually harassing her on the job. Mm -hmm. Actually, my favorite part of the whole movie is when she and... What's his name? Nick? Is that his name? When they get in a fight. Daddy. Daddy. When they get in a fight... And then they're, like, in front of all the crew, and then they make up in sort of a cute way, and the whole crew, like, cheers. And I was like, oh, yeah, well, They're rooting for them. They're rooting for them. I was like, this is adorable. But it's 27 movies in one movie. It's literally, like, vignettes. Like, the scenes don't go together. No. There's no transition. All and of then, a sudden— am I supposed to care about Jeannie, the friend, because she, like, goes down a rabbit hole after her ice skating accident? <laughs> and then she's an exotic dancer, but she's so miserable. And then she gets saved. We're not even talking about the comedian friend who le- goes, goes to L.A. for a week and comes back. Yes. Who's awful. Like, not yeah. funny. And anyway, I, there's just too much going on in this movie. You get no resolution. I guess we're, like, led to believe she gets into this school. I don't know. You, like, you don't know. Like, it just doesn't – it just sort of ends. And you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> we just went on this acid trip for 90 minutes, and now I don't even know what happened. It's That's so it. weird because when you watch this movie, you think that, but when you walk away from it, you probably haven't seen it like two years from now. You'll be like, I love Flashdance. <laughs> totally. And again, <laughs> I think what is doing that is the banging soundtrack. Cause and like a few iconic moments. That's what stick with you. Yeah. And maybe that's fine. Maybe that's like all you need because it is great. And like, but on, on the actual dance scale, if you think about like Jennifer Beals dancing, you don't get a ton of her dancing in this movie yeah you get not enough full scenes of other people dancing mm-hmm. you get full scenes of other people which is skating. what i wanted from hustlers i wanted everyone to have like a showcase moment yeah i didn't get it no i don't know okay let's switch gears into footloose i watched footloose first See, which I, was a mistake i, I think. did the reverse thank goodness i watched flash dance um, first. okay a city teenager kevin bacon moves to a small town where rock music and dancing have been banned, and his rebellious spirit shakes up the populace. Okay, a year later, also Paramount, mm-hmm. 
50% on Rotten Tomatoes That's as trash. of yesterday. That's garbage. Guys, this is a good movie. I I think 50 is fair. You do? Yeah. All right. What do you... What do you I proceed. Don't, I don't know. Proceed. Um, this only... Just, okay. Flashdance made 200 worldwide. Mm-hmm. Okay. That might make sense. Sure. This film grossed about like 80 million domestically. Okay. Loosely based on actual events. Mm-hmm. Took place, place in a small town in Oklahoma in the late 70s. Dancing had been banned for 90 years. Whoa. Can you imagine? No. Like, your mom had never danced. Your grandma had never danced. You literally have to go out of state or something okay. and experience dance. So um, a group weird. of teenagers in 1979, they asked for the rules to change so they could have a prom. This town even had, like, a preacher who was, like, very against it. Mm-hmm. But eventually the ban was lifted. Fire they could dance. Mm-hmm. Dean Pitchford, who wrote the movie and also was lyricist for Fame songs. Oh. Songs from Fame. Great. Uh, he read about it and visited the town. It took him 22 drafts, but he wrote Footloose. 22? 22. Wow. It's not like there's like a ton of depth in this movie where you're yeah. like iterating on people. So what I found very interesting right off the bat is Tom Cruise and Rob Lowe were both up for this movie. Both make sense to me. I think I would have loved a Rob Lowe version of Footloose. Why do you think it would be any different than a Kevin Bacon version? Well, he's 100% hotter okay, well, than yes. Kevin Bacon. Uh-huh. No offense to Kevin Bacon. Yeah. Kevin Bacon's cute in this movie, though. Okay. You don't think so? No. I want to uh, know if they flat ironed his hair. I do know they styled his hair off of Sting. Police era Sting. Ah, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but side, hang on. Sidebar about Rob Lowe. The saving, he's the saving grace of 911 Lone Star. <laughs> of course. I love Liv Tyler, but I am struggling. I haven't started it yet because I'm nervous. You think like a calming, soft voice in an emergency would be helpful. No. It's, (laughs) we need to move along. (laughs) It's a pace that's too slow. I can't even like imitate it. It's so specific. Okay. Okay. Back in. Time in. Um, Bacon was offered the the role of the movie, but he was going to do the movie Christine, the Stephen King movie. Yeah. But he went ahead and, like, did some tests for it and then ended up doing Footloose instead. Interesting. I was wondering if they just, like, filmed Footloose and then stayed and filled, filmed Tremors. Because <laughs> it seemed like <laughs> the same vibe. I was like, wait a minute. Are we in the same place? Like, what's going on? Now, for the role of Ariel, Madonna auditioned for Ariel. My fantasy movie of Rob Lowe and Madonna wow. <laughs> dancing in a town where dancing is banned. That sounds like fan fiction. It does sound like fan fiction. They also offered the role to Daryl Hannah, but she turned it down to be in Splash. This girl has a lot of Daryl Hannah vibes. I think her name is Lori Singer. Yeah. Like, never to be seen again. Yeah. But, like, she was giving me Daryl Hannah vibes. I wonder how long it took to find her because they basically asked every cool woman in Hollywood. (laughs) Uh Like, they asked Phoebe Cates. Like, they were just going after everyone. Right. I like her. She's so thin. A little worrisome, yes. A little worrisome, yes. Uh, Sarah Jessica Parker in this movie a year before Girls Just Want to Have Fun. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Typecast in dance movies. Yes. She's and she... Delightful. She actually won an award for this movie, what? like a kid award. Great. It was like Best Young Supporting Actress okay. for an annual youth <laughs> in film. I always just like that her name is Rusty. It's I don't a, know. It's a good name. It's a good name, and it seems like a fun girl in a small town. We're not talking enough about Diane Wiest, an American treasure 
so beautiful. She always plays like a character that seems like such a pushover. Yeah. But yet you want to listen to everything she's saying. Yeah, because when she speaks, she doesn't speak that much. But when she does, it's important. Yes. And just so, so beautiful. Like, Yes. I I, am a big fan. I forgot. I was like, oh, wow, you are a total babe. Like, man, the skin, the hair, the lips. I was like, damn, Diane, what's going on? And then... Rounding it out, we have John Lithgow literally doing the Lord's work. He's yeah. a preacher in this movie. Yeah. He also was doing a little movie called Terms of Endearment while on break. Casual. My question, when was he doing Harry and the Hendersons, though? Yeah. <laughs> I think at that comes point, out later. At what point was he, like, not that kind of dad character? It's so it funny that you say that. Son. I know, right? I would, but even like, where did was John Lithgow one of those people that was like always old? Like, yeah, you know what I mean? <laughs> yes, like, I think he was. Is he like an Angela Lansbury situation where you're like playing? He's looked the same for forty years. The dad when you're two years older than your son or whatever. And I just well, be, they were Diane Weist and John Lithgow were only like nine and eleven years older than Singer. What? Yeah. <laughs> Like, okay. Yeah. So like that part is a little bit, is a little bit crazy to me. Um, The soundtrack to this movie, great, but not as good as Flashdance. I don't think. I think I would. I mean, Footloose is a a gem. So Kenny Loggins also did a little song called I'm Free for the soundtrack. Mm -hmm. I did a tap routine to the first minute of that song on a stage, (laughs) me and another girl. Great. So I have memories of that. So it holds a sweet place uh, in your heart. I don't know. I think saying? I like the variety of this soundtrack more because you get like some like hair metal. That's true. Because Kevin Bacon's like the rebel in his car. Yeah. Um, you also get Holding Out for a Hero. Oh, good song. Almost Paradise. I mean, you're not wrong. I just like, it felt like in Flashdance, maybe again, because the soundtrack was carrying the movie. So yeah. it was more but I mean, Gloria in the music. is probably one of my favorite songs. So. Yeah. That's tough. All right. The scene in which Ren gets so angry that he has to dance his anger away doesn't get enough fodder. I assume (laughs) this movie introduced the world to angry dancing or dancing out your emotions. I, I, yeah, it's got to be up there. Yeah. Kevin Bacon, unfortunately... Had to have a stunt double for because mm-hmm. it was kind of a gymnastics routine at some point. Oh yeah, he's doing a lot of flips. Yeah, which he was not happy about. But have I'm a like, dance double? Sorry, you can't do a backflip. I don't know. Let's oh. tell you, sir. Yeah, sure. There's also so many good dancing scenes though. Even when they're like all being bad at the drive-in diner, they're just listening to the radio. Yeah, mm-hmm. kind of some grease parallels. Yeah, um, or like um, American yeah. Graffiti. Yeah, I also felt like. By the end of this movie, this was made with Patrick Swayze in mind, mm-hmm. even though Patrick Swayze was too old to do it. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, I just kept getting like, you guys wish this was Patrick Swayze. Or maybe I just wish it was yeah, Patrick Swayze. Maybe it was just you. Uh, so I need to take a moment and just like stan about Christopher Penn. So brother of Sean Penn. Yeah, Reservoir Dogs. But Willard is like a great film character (laughs) like he's like the consummate friend the whole montage of him learning to dance is a delight fun fact about chris penn dancing they basically had to teach him through wrestling because that's what he knew okay so he learned 
any kind of dance moves that like kind of aligned with the wrestling moves. Uh-huh. That's funny. Yeah. I mean, then there is that kind of scene where they are wrestling, and you can tell he's like laughing. Like it's maybe seemed... too many fights in this movie. <laughs> so for many a dance fights. movie. So many fights. So many like and. Also, we don't talk enough about the scene where Ariel gets beat up by her ex-boyfriend. Okay, the danger oh. is off the charts. So much right off heart the bat, like the switching cars, the tractor chicken, the fist fight, the trains, the trains. Ariel is like she's a death screaming wish. for attention. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and it makes sense once you know that her brother was killed. It's like, oh, I'm sure she, everyone was like, oh, we're so sad we forgot about you, basically. And she's literally screaming for attention in any way that she can. And she just, she's a, she's a small town girl with big ton, big time dreams. She's got to get mad. Were you mad when they like drive across state lines or go to another town to go to a bar to dance? Mm -hmm. That it was just a country bar and then Hurt So Good by John Mellencamp was blaring. It was, I, again. It was I, a different vibe. It was probably like more like the newer Footloose that I refused to watch uh, with Julianne Huff. Uh huh. Which I thought that movie came out like three years ago. That came out in 2011. What? Yeah, I know. I was okay. like, I'm sorry. I don't what? understand time. I don't either. I was like, when I was looking for this movie, I was very confused. Yeah, that bar was a little confusing, though, f- seemed very fun. Like, everyone seemed like. Yeah, this we're just, we're just wearing this and we're gonna go down to the bar and have a good time. Yeah, um, but I'll give you that. Didn't understand the music selection. No. But Ariel's always wearing those rebellious red cowboy boots, mm-hmm. and boy, do I want some now. Yeah, need to buy them. Yeah, and she would either tuck her jeans in or over, and both seemed to look <laughs> fine. Both worked. Both worked, which I was like very very confused by. Okay, so if you haven't seen Footloose, I don't, I don't know. Anyway, Ren feels like he needs to change the system and he organizes this dance he goes to the city council and he makes his plea very smartly uses the bible and Mm, quotes the bible because you can use the bible to contradict anything (laughs) especially people who are using it in in psalm 149 praise ye the lord sing unto the lord a new song let them praise his name in the dance. Amen. And it was King David. King David, who, who we read about in, in Samuel. And, and, and what did David do? What did David do? What did David do? David <laughs> danced before the Lord. You don't even really get much resolution. Like, there's no scene of like, oh, you're still denied. I don't know. It was no. a little strange. But then... Loki Andy, who's the guy that like Ren works for, the hero of this yes. movie, does is not get enough praise. No praise at all. He's the one that's like planting the seed. He's telling them. He that, gives like, them a prom venue. He gives them a prom venue, and he he's like, guys, you you got to keep doing this. You got to keep doing what you're doing. And maybe he used to be a dancer. See, we really could have used some backstory there. Use some backstory on Andy. Yeah, like he was a professional ballroom dancer. Wow, what a story that would be. Now he owns this, like, flour mill? I don't know. Flour mill? I don't know what Ren does for for a job. The actual prom scene, very curious. So the prom scene is the end. It wraps up Mm -hmm. the movie. Had to be reshot. Oh. So I don't know what it was like prior. Hmm. What was the ending? Um, It cost $250,000 to reshoot the end. I'm assuming all of that money was spent on falling glitter. 
and a little bit of pie. The dessert table <laughs> at so, this prom that's was all, fire. That's all that there was. There yeah. was no other food other than I just mean, dessert. I love dancing, but I want to eat at this prom. I don't want to dance. Did you have food at your dances? No. I don't think we... Maybe we did at prom? I don't... That just feels But I don't wasteful. think this town knows how prom works. True. <laughs> they don't know like, how a dance They works. need pies. They need cakes. It's prom. Uh... <laughs> I don't know, but there's so much glitter. It's raining glitter. Pounds of glitter. Mm -hmm. They're dancing on it. That's a safety hazard. Mm -hmm. Their eyeballs. Yeah. How did it not get in their eyeballs? Unclear. But it's so pretty. It's gorgeous. It it, it looks like nothing else in the movie. It could be a totally different movie at the end. You're like, what? And this glittery prom dance sequence immediately follows like a fist fight so i believe that two men are dead outside <laughs> and everyone's just having a good time They're because so they were dead. just laying down yeah and they just casually walk away it is funny and then he's like let's dance <laughs> totally thought this was a party i'm like that's cool see that is why i think it's patrick swayze it's basically dirty dancing and roadhouse yes yes it is that's a really good way to talk about footloose i think, though, the thing that always gets me at the end of Footloose is, like, how are they all very good dancers? Like, the one Because they haven't been dancing. But, like, the one kid who's, like, popping and locking and, like, or, like, doing the robot. that's one of the reasons why they did reshoots, because the dancing was kind of boring, so they brought in people like that Uh, to make it more interesting. Okay. But, But again, that doesn't make sense. Who's doing the robot, like, in their room alone? Like, you know what I mean? It's like, are all these kids, like, closeted dancers? Like, I don't know what's happening. Yeah, in reality, Kevin Bacon should be showing them how to dance, or they have, like, a secret dance lesson. Yeah, much like Willard. Like... If you're doing that, I don't know. It just was, like, it's great, and it's a fun scene, and, like, it's fun to see all that, like, early 80s prom fashion. But I was also just like, this is not – how do they know how to do this? <laughs> like, who are these people <laughs> was my thing. And also, like, how many people go to school? 50? I don't know. It just feels like, how big is your senior class? However, I have just criticized it. I love this movie. It it's es- fun, especially after watching Flashdance. That is a hot fever dream. Like this one has a story, a story and it like carries it there, through. There is about fifteen minutes towards the second half of the movie that could be cut because mm-hmm. I'm bored. Yeah, like but, the brick going through the window. Like there's things yeah. I'm like, all right, everyone, calm also, down. Also, the uncle so quick to judge, so quick. Yeah. Get him out of here. Not nice. Already just like. Saying that Ren's the worst. Ren's not. Ren's not doing anything. The like people that are trying. I know to, like, he's existing. He, they're trying to like plant joints on him. <laughs> like they're just. It's trying such to, a small town thing. Like blame yeah. the new person. Right. It's clearly his fault. Right. I, but again, it's a delight. It's a whole. It, it feels like a representation of a small town in a lot of ways. It's fun. There's like emotion to it. I don't know. It's a good time. Like it's it'll, a good time. It'll definitely be a movie that I'll. When Philly's old enough, we'll be like, hey, we should watch this movie that I loved when I was a kid. Flashdance? Eh. Flashdance? <laughs> eh. I mean, we can watch the cool scenes on YouTube. Sure. Not the whole movie. Yeah, okay. The soundtrack, though, contained six Hot 100 Top 40 hits on the, the Billboard charts. For Footloose? Yes. Wow. Three of which reached the top ten. So Footloose, yeah, obvious. obvious. Mm-hmm. Um, let's hear it for the boy. Denise Williams, right. obviously. Mm-hmm. That, hang on, time out. That routine, that montage, yeah, crazy. So great. It's like, are they going to kiss? I don't know. <laughs> I know. Are they going to make out? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Almost Paradise, 
uh, reached number seven. Uh, Footloose received an Academy Award nomination for Best Original Song. Yeah. Which sounds crazy, but makes complete sense it's a for the time. Even now. Oh, if Footloose is on anywhere, I we have to dance. It is yeah. a requirement. You have to tap your toe. Like, you just, you have to. Um, you have in here that Kevin Bacon has admitted to tipping wedding DJs to not play it. Love that. Fair. Fair. Everyone wants you to dance to mm-hmm. it. You just want to enjoy your wedding. I Everyone wants it. you to do that thing at the end, that, like, hip thing. I don't know when they're, like, all then in a V. I don't Remember know. when Kevin Bacon was on Will and Grace, though, and Jack is stalking him, but he ends up dancing with Will? <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's one of probably top three Will and Grace moments. I really like Kevin Bacon. Like, I think he's very likable. There's a new podcast. It's, like, one degree from Kevin Bacon or something. Hilarious. I do not know much about it. Uh, but couple, it's a thing. couple more things that I found on the IMDb trivia that I think you love you an IMDb enjoy. trivia. I do because they're crazy and I I can't verify them right. and I'm not going to. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. So specific for us. This is a fact for us. Food craft services had a very hard time keeping Pepperidge Farms mini Milanos stocked for the cast. <laughs> the mini mint Milanos were the favorite go-to snack for everyone working on the movie. They went as far as Salt Lake City, 30 miles north, to search for the cookies. <laughs> Perfect. Why does someone know that? I don't know. That's amazing. I assume you were like an extra on the film. I don't know. I only want to know about the craft, the services, craft services on sets of these movies. Sure. Love that. How do you think these movies are alike? Um, I mean, you have youths, although I thought Jennifer Beals was like 30, but uh, you have teenagers you have obviously you have dancing they're both paramount productions they're this sort of like gotta get out of town like bigger dreams like Mm -hmm. kind of thing i think they both have scenes that we in pop culture are still referencing all the time absolutely um intense glitter moments a lot of intense glitter um do you have something here that the guy who was the the dance double for Kevin Bacon was actually married to the dance double mm-hmm. for Jennifer Dance Beals. double wedding. <laughs> dance um, double wedding. <laughs> also, they both have musical adaptations. Flashdance was definitely on Broadway. I'm mm-hmm. not sure about Footloose. Yeah. Footloose got remade. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was rumors of a Flashdance sequel, but I think that never happened. A sequel? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Interesting. Differences, so, you know, you obviously get, like, a very heavy religious component in mm-hmm. Footloose. Um, you have, like, small town, big town. Obviously, like, Pittsburgh's a city, but they weirdly feel sort of similar because they're just, like, trying to get out of a situation. Yeah. I don't know. The time is so similar, and I feel like that, even no matter where it is, it feels very, I don't know, the same. Yeah. What is different? What is different? I mean, the love stories are very different. Very different. Yeah. Yeah. Because Jennifer Beals, Alex, she doesn't, it takes a while for her to warm up to the idea of even going out with him. Mm -hmm. Whereas then, and I mean, another similarity is you kind of have this like tough girl persona, like Ariel and Alex are both Just one is a main character. Yeah. One's not. Right. Or like tough girls. Um, Yeah. They are. You know, there's much more family in Footloose. There's, like, a lot of other people. There's not that many characters in Flashdance when you really think about no. it. No. Um, and you don't, 
you know, you know nothing about her family, Alex's family. You know she's from Altoona, Pennsylvania, but you don't know, like, how is she here as an 18-year-old, like, working in an exotic dance club? Like, you really know nothing other than that they went to the symphony one time. Oh, we're not talking. One of the co-writers of Flashdance wrote Showgirls, which mm. tracks 100%. Tracks, yeah. <laughs> Logical. Also, like, what a weird niche. I don't know. Like, I mean, yeah. Uh, I'm not mad. Dance-related films? I don't know. Um, okay. Uh, we, we have to have, like, a like a tap scale, like a... Mm, like I a, don't like that. I don't know. I, I, <laughs> I'm thinking about what we can use emojis for. I mean, the canoe scales. We just keep ever. using the canoe scales. We just scale. are only using canoe um, scales. Is there, like, there's the dancing red woman. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. How many dancing red ladies? Yeah, dancing red ladies. For flash dance, honestly... Three. Yeah. Footloose, four? Yeah. Wait, does it end at four or do we do five? I think we do five. I don't know our own scale. I think we do five. Then I would go footloose four and a half. Really? Because it's Flash like... Flash dance four. My only thing Because is, all in all is about the dance. For sure. But there's so much time where there is no dancing in Flash okay, dance. And, and I guess there's a decent amount of time in footloose where there isn't either. But they're peppering it throughout the whole movie. Yeah. As opposed to just like at the beginning, at the end. Flash dance. Yeah, you make a good point. Footloose, a better movie. I Far superior. I 100% agree and did not think that's what I was going to say Agreed. before I watched these movies. Yeah, because Flashdance, like the song, those like scenes are so yeah, iconic. Yeah, like the girl power and yeah. she's so cool. You just want to root for that movie, but it's as a good. whole, Footloose is better. Wow. <sighs> this was a treat. We're going to, we're going to just, this is going to be a very niche <laughs> series because yeah. it's only going to be dance movies from the 80s but thankfully the decade gave us so much to work yeah with. i'm actually very excited for the upcoming episodes because there are movies i have never seen oh mm-hmm. me too Bumped. wow okay all right do you love flash dance and now you're very upset at us when was the last time you watched it if i ask you if you love it you have to tell me the last time you saw it because I think it is makes required. A <laughs> it is required. Send us an email. Find us on social. Tell us about your six degrees of separation from Kevin Bacon. We'll take it all. So until next week, bye. bye.